Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the text for this celebration of the sixth Sunday after Easter as well as confirming our seven youth this morning comes from the Gospel reading. You may be seated. What we started last August we finished this morning. Almost a Sunday in, Sunday out review of the small catechism and the chief teaching of the scriptures about the Christian faith, not the Lutheran faith, the Christian faith, that which the church has taught since the beginning. These teachings are the only foundation for which these young people and you have built your faith. As brothers and sisters, we've agreed that these things ought to be taught to our youth. I'm thankful for that. But this is also what we've agreed to as a parish family, that we would teach these things so that they would approach the altar of God and participate with His very flesh and blood in confidence and in joy of their forgiveness and of what they believe to be the only true faith. The Christian faith. Now these parents that you see next to their children or near their children, they've been praying anywhere between 12 and 14 years for their confirmand who is in a white robe and looking as handsome or as beautiful as ever. Just like you were prayed over when you were confirmed, whether you were confirmed as an adult or whether you were confirmed as a youth. But one thing will come clear to these parents as it was clear to you and as it was clear to your parents. Your ability to influence your young person is quickly fleeing. Soon they will be spreading their own wings and starting their lives separate from us as parents, from you as parents, just like we did from our own parents. On one time, it's exciting, just like it was for you when you left the nest. And then it becomes hard when your own child leaves the nest because that's what you've completely surrounded your life around is the raising of those babies. (laughs) But Jesus makes it very clear of this very intimate union that He has grafted your baby, your young man or young lady, as He grafted you, This intimate union between himself and you that all began at their baptism. See, as we grow older, we kind of become aware or come realizing that we're getting to be that generation. And you know which one I'm speaking of. The one in talking to my parents 
When they said, when their parents died, my grandparents, they realized and said, wow, you know, we're now that generation. No one's older than us. And in fact, they said, you know what, we're now orphans, aren't we? As we grow older, we begin to realize the transientness of this life and how we're that generation. And isn't it interesting for Jesus' words that He used in this morning's text, He uses that word orphan, which means without parent, without someone to care for you. And no matter how old you get, isn't it a wonderful thought to know you get to see your mama and your daddy one more time in heaven for eternity? Because no matter how old we get, that relationship with our mama and our daddy never ends. Even when we're that generation. That's part of why that generation to enter upon is scary because you've got no one else to look to for advice. How did they handle that? What did they do? And what is in store for us? Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, because as parents, we give thanks to God for the gift of Him never leaving our children after we've gone as orphans when they become that generation. Just as He will never leave you and me after our parents have died and we've become orphans and are of that generation, Jesus' words are very comforting. And isn't it an interesting concept, this whole gift or calling that God has given to mothers and fathers as parents? The reason I say it's an interesting vocation or calling is because well, you know. Your whole life is consumed ensuring that your baby grows up healthy, happy, joyful, trained up, and all these things that you do. And then you think, and I think in our minds, that when they sprout those wings and fly away, the worry that we had as mother and father when they were little will also fly away with them. It doesn't, does it? It changes the worry. It changes the concern. But it's still the worry and concern within us. And you know what that is. It's the same thing that our parents did with us. We've inherited it, haven't we? We have become our mother and our father in that sense of concern for our offspring, our babies. And because we do worry, we struggle, don't we? And in struggling with this worry and concern, we show our children two sides of us. 
Just like your mama and your daddy showed you two sides of themselves. They showed the side of themselves that is a believer. You know that they trust in God. You know that they pray to the Lord. You know that they see this world as truly being transitory. That it isn't all that matters in life. And yet you also saw your parents as you see in yourself. You kind of like that better job, even though money really doesn't matter. You kind of like that nicer car, even though really it doesn't matter. It's just transportation. You like that retirement at that company because it's better than the other company, but it's not what really matters in life, is it? We show two sides to our children, just as we were shown two sides by our parents. Our parents and we ourselves have shown that this world is not eternal. We heard from our parents' lips the stories of this does not matter in life. What matters are these things. If those things are what matters, why did mom and dad get so angry at me when I wrecked the car? If things don't matter and people do, Why does it matter to my parents if I don't have that job because that's really the kind of job that you should go into rather than this job because this job doesn't pay as much? Is that why? Or it's not as prestigious? You see, as parents, we daily practice two things, don't we? A part of us that is the fleshly part that always with which we are struggling, we show forth this thing. And then as parents, we're also showing forth this great confidence in God. But you know what we're really showing? All we're really showing is that we struggle, don't we? And if we show them that we struggle and we show them where we go for strength at all times. When we struggle, what are we giving them but the same hope as they struggle? (laughs) Do you remember at 13 and 14, you didn't care about most of the things that are consuming your heart and mind right now. You did not think about those things at all. You trusted mom and dad were going to take care of all of it. And they did for the most part. And so isn't it interesting that as we've grown older, the number and the type of things that have crept into your and my heart about which we worry and are concerned and are fearful. It's not the same number. It's a great deal greater, isn't it? And it's not even the same type. It's different things. Is the Lord of these youth the same Lord of their parents? And are your parents' faith, the Lord of your parents' faith, the same as you yourselves? Yes. So all we can show one another in this world is how we struggle. In 
that one true faith and hope. You practice and I practice an art. And here's what this art is. It's the art of being comforted by Him who reveals to you the Father's heart in Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. What you and I practice and what we've seen our parents practice is being comforted, the art of being comforted by Him who reveals to us the Father's heart in Jesus. We never get it right, do we? That's why we show our children one and the other at the self-same time. That's why we struggle in this world as God's children. It's an art of being comforted by God. Comforted not when we judge by what we see, everything going smoothly, and what we feel, but by what He reveals to you, which is why I said what I said. Practicing the art of being comforted by what He reveals to you in the Father's heart through Jesus Christ. Because His heart toward you is loving, merciful, and gracious. Not vindictive, not judgmental, not trying to get you when you're not looking, but benevolent, merciful, and loving. Now, the thing that you struggled with and your children struggled with are these two statements as they look around in an experience in the world. Can all of these prominent people in this world really be wrong about the things that matter? Can they? Part of you says, oh, yes, they're wrong. And yet you know and I know that part of us talk as if what those prominent people do cling to in this world does matter. Can all of what they say, can all of what these people who do not believe in this same Jesus Christ, what they maintain as truth, can all of what they do be truly untrue and damnable? Or, or could they be just a little right? And you tell your children all the time, they're not right. You even tell yourself that all the time, they're not right. And what gurgles up in that fleshly bosom of yours and mine, but could they be right? Could this be what matters in life? That is the struggle in which we've been given. And though we may think that after our beloved babies leave the nest, we don't have to worry about them anymore, by golly, I am telling you, and you can ask any other grandparent in here, they still worry about their own children. The art of being comforted never ends for us, does it? Being comforted by only one comfort the Comforter who dwells within you. The Comforter who is in you, the Holy Spirit. That which the world does not see nor know, as the text said, but that which dwells in you, teaching you the art of being comforted by Him and only in one place, 
here where he reveals himself to you in word and where he comes to you with his very flesh and blood with the bread and wine so the Holy Spirit answers to your children to us and to all the answer is there is only one comfort and comforter and he dwells in you and you know him and he is in you therefore whoever has my commandments Jesus said and keeps them he it is who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest which means reveal myself to him he reveals himself he's been revealing himself to your children and to you and to your parents until he calls us home to be in the perfect church where there is no more struggle no more worries no more dealing with disappointments and we know it is this hope that sustains us through that day in the name of Jesus amen, amen. the peace of God which passes all understanding Keep your hearts and your minds on Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.